Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Talking Smack podcast presented by the Griffcast here at Canisius College. A kind of a quiet week uh, this week, but we still have some stuff to get into. My name is Aiden Jolly alongside Adam Gorski. Let's do it. So the first thing we'll get into, the Iona Gales. They are back. Hell yeah. Uh, two big, big wins for them. Um, so they beat on Friday, they beat Quinnipiac 73-52. to And then on Sunday, they beat Fairfield 78-54. to Both of those games on the road. So they are now up to 5-7 and seven in the league. Um, that puts them 7th. Yeah, seventh in the league. Um, they're now tied with Fairfield, Niagara, and Marist, but I I believe tiebreakers puts them seventh in the league. So you know, did this Iona team find something this week? Do you think? I would have. I mean, it's. I feel like the topic we've had about Iona for a long time is just, you know, well, what's going on? You know what I mean? Are yeah. they going to turn it yeah. around? What you know? Like you're just kind of waiting for them to kind of flip that switch and say, all right, you know, we're done messing around here. This is. It's time to get serious, but I mean, you know, maybe, maybe they finally found that, you know, that gear that they can kick it into, and you know, finally get back into contention. I mean, you look at their last two losses prior to this week. It was home against Siena, they lost by twenty three, and then at Manhattan they lost by twenty three. Yeah. So I'm not sure if you know they finally got a fire lit under them, and you know they're finally ready to get back and start playing basketball like the Iona we've known for. A long time to be the dominant force in the MAC. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, but I would have to think that, you know, whether that is the case or not, I think this this could be the start of the run, or, or could be a start of a run for moment of momentum for them that can uh, kind of propel them back up into the standings. I don't know if I, I think it might be a little little too late to potentially. You know, get you know the one yeah the, yeah, yeah yeah top three but I they think can still sneak into the top five absolutely. I, I mean we were just talking that, about that get that by yeah we were just talking about that before the show I mean you look at the Mac I <laughs> I hate to say it but this conference drives me nuts sometimes it really does <laughs> like you have Saint Saint Peter's and Ryder they're eight and five tied for first half game behind them Monmouth Siena Manhattan at seven and five Quinnipiac at six and six you got a whole quadruplet of teams at five and seven, and Iona, Niagara, Maris, Fairfield, and then Canisius are uh, alone in the basement at four and eight. But either way, Canisius is three and a half games behind Ryder and St. Peter's. Yeah, like a- everyone, any team on paper right. could. Li- Canisius could literally win out, and go twelve and eight, and win the win, and the, win conference. the league. Yeah, I don't think that that's not going to happen. No, I can no. guarantee you that's not going to happen. But. Like just the because fact winning that on is, the road isn't allowed in this conference. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> Ask the Siena Saints about that one. Yeah. Although they did, like I said, shout out them out last week. They did. Get they did. Win. They did. They finally got yes. that road win. Uh, but anyways, I mean, it, it's just it's crazy. It really is crazy. Just that. I mean, we're over halfway through conference play right now, and every team is still in contention to win. Yeah. The conference. I mean, what other? I don't even know if there's another conference in the NCAA right now that has something like I'm just scrolling through them all right now like I don't think oh that's a good point (laughs) the big 10 of course how could I forget but yeah it's it's crazy it really is crazy but um anyways going back to Iona uh I think I mean at this point do we think Tim Close is coming back I I would be stunned I'd be surprised but um 
you know, I, I think it's not likely, but then again, I could see it. I saw a tweet the other day that I thought was funny about that, and I, I just brought it up with you before we uh, started recording, and it was, it said, uh, Tim Kloos, you know, coming back at the MAC tournament, and it was a gif of the Vince McMahon walk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, I could see it. But seriously, though, like I, I don't think he does. And obviously, you know, continued uh, good thoughts for his health and whatnot. And hopefully, he can make he can come back, you know, eventually. But one guy mm-hmm. I want to talk about who's who seems to be finally finding his way for this Iona team is EJ Crawford. Yeah, he's been good. Uh, yeah, he put up eighteen and twenty-two for the Gales in their uh, two games. Got MAC Player of the Week as well. Uh, two impressive performances out of him. Um, so he's kind of back now, I think. I, I think he struggled to find his way kind of being a team leader uh, his senior year. So um, mm-hmm. he's obviously – he had still kind of taken a step back from even all three of his years previously at Iona. But now I think he's kind of finding his own again, Yeah, I guess. You could yeah, no, I agree. I think he's – He's going to be have to be the guy if they're going to, you know, down the stretch make some noise and potentially, you know, return to the tournament. I think you have to look. I mean, he's averaging 17 and a half a game. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're going to have to look to him as their go-to guy as their main scoring option mm-hmm. and I think I think he certainly can pull it off. I mean, like you said, I mean, he seemed to he seemed to have found his way this season and yeah, you know, if 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 you know if it comes to it, I I would be you know you, you kind of when you think about players like that, or at least to me, like it's would you be comfortable with him taking the final shot? I would. You know, you know what I mean? I would. He's he's the yeah. type of guy I would say absolutely I would. I, I think he could pull stuff off like that. So yeah, I, I'd be comfortable with a lot of guys on this team taking the final shot. Yeah. I, I'd be fine with Tejuan Ag. That's a good um, point. I'd be fine with Asante Gist even. And that's just a credit to how um, well built Iona teams yeah. are. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, and I think that. You know, they're still not all there, but they're finally, I think they're kind of starting to make those strides. And remember, after, or right before they they won these two games, they were on a three-game losing streak and yep. they lost four or five. And and that lone win was against Canisius. That was mm-hmm. back on uh, January 24th. And not but to mention, lost, that was a game that they were up by 20 points and almost blew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it goes back to how hilarious this conference can be sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. So two weekends ago against Siena and Manhattan – they lost both of their games by 20 or plus points. Mm-hmm. And one of those was at home. And then yes, they go was. in and win two and win two games by 20 on the road. That did happen. <laughs> that did. That, that did indeed happen. That, that did happen. <laughs> and I, I think it's, you know, just funny how, you know, things work sometimes when it comes in terms of that. Yeah. And um, so they'll play Manhattan and Marist. Uh, this weekend, both of those games are, are at home. It would just make sense for them to lose both of those oh, games. Oh, yeah, right. I know. And, you know, everything that we just talked about for the past, you know, 10 minutes goes kaput. But. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That would be <laughs> – it seems to happen to us a lot this year. It I does. Can't lie, but it does. As is the MAC, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I mean, another team uh, we, we kind of talked about a little bit before the show, um, or at least I brought up before the show, yeah. is St. Peter's. Talked yep. about them a little bit last week. They're still hanging in there, still tied for first in the league. Uh, had a bit of a slip up against Marist, uh, lost by 11 yep. on the, on the road, but uh, bounced back with a 12 point win at Monmouth, which is a big win. That's a big considering win. Considering the fact that, that was a Mon- really big game too yeah. for them to be able to get the win on the road against probably someone who has been their top competitor in this league all year. Yeah, absolutely. For that one seed to be able to, and and so now 
St. Peter's has beaten Monmouth twice this year, so they have the tiebreaker mm-hmm. against Monmouth. So if they were to finish tied, say say for first even, mm-hmm. St. Peter's is your one seed. And I right. think as of right now, it's Ryder at the top of the league. They're 8-5. Ryder and St. Peter's are tied. Uh, Monmouth is 7-5. and five. Mm-hmm. Um, St. Peter's does have one more game against Ryder. Um, they'll try to salvage the split against them, and I think that's going to be a really big game on February 23rd uh, for them. So, and b- before that, they have three games. They'll play Quinnipiac, Fairfield, Manhattan. But that Ryder game is really yes, one that's going to be a to one. look at for them. Mm-hmm. And then you have to look at their final three games too: at Niagara, at Canisius, again home against Iona. I mean, if you go by the standings, those are all. Those all three should be winnable games for yes. them. You would one would think. You would think, yeah. But again, as we have mentioned before, this conference is wacky. So yes. You never know what you're going to get. No, but and yeah. It's like, it, what, it, what was it? Pawn Stars, where it's like you, you know, you walk in the door, you never know what you're going <laughs> to. I don't remember, dude. I I don't know. I I that I, I clicked uh, my mind for whatever reason. Shout out to Rick Harrison. Yeah, Rick Harrison. Yeah. Oh and, man. Uh, we, <laughs> his son. What was his name? Uh. Was it Big Hoss? Big Hoss. Yes. Shout Big out Hoss. Shout out, shout out Rick Harrison. Shout out Big Hoss. Yeah. If you don't come to our podcast for the random shout outs, like yeah. last week we were shouting out Dino Babers. Like, and Donovan, Mc- yeah, Don- Donovan, Donovan McNabb. McNabb. Of course. If you don't come to the podcast <laughs> for the random shout outs, then I don't know why you, else yeah. you're here. We, yeah. We, we provide you basketball content and, and we provide you just outs. good content in yeah, general. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. I guess, I guess transitioning again yeah. within the MAC, uh, you know, we'd be remorsed if we didn't talk about. Uh, the Canisius Golden Griffins. Yep. Uh, you know we are we are recording here on campus. So, we are. Uh, they true. had a a pretty interesting last couple games. They I did. would say. I yep. mean, you you barely pull one out against Marist, and then you know a couple days later you you know you lose a a, a tough game. One, yeah, a, I, I know you game. watched that game. I, I did. did not. But uh, I watched the majority of the first half, and then I I, I ended I had a little uh, had a little work to do, and then yeah. I like I said I was kind of browsing Twitter, and it was like oh it's a one score game, and I was like oh okay I'll tune back in. Um, so it was a uh, it was a sixty one sixty win for the Ryder Bronx. Yep. Um, it's kind of a back and forth game all 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 game where there wasn't you know anything. I, I mean I want to say maybe the largest lead was. You know, maybe six or seven points the entire game, to be honest yeah. with you. But that lead, it was a seven-point lead for Canisius with four minutes to go. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were up 56-49, you know, 4-15. You're going into the under four, you're up seven. I mean, those are the type of games that you have to pull out if you're going to, you know, eventually, you know, maybe not only even think about making the tournament, but, you know, make some noise in the conference tournament. You know what I mean? These are the kind of tight games that you're going to have to win. These are the yeah. tight – and I feel like that's kind of something that's – kind of snake bit in this team all mm-hmm. year. I mean, you look at their, you know, some losses here. I mean, a, four a point, lot of their losses are very tight Four-point loss to Manhattan. Four-point loss to Fairfield. Uh, Three-point loss to Iona. Uh, and then this one-point loss to Ryder. And then going back if they, uh, yeah, to if December, they had, a one-point loss at Siena. You know what I mean? I mean, if, yeah, they're four and eight right now. If they had a couple bounces go their way. Absolutely. They could be... I mean, yeah, yeah, you think about it. I mean, let's just say, for example here, you reverse, you know, with games within four points, you reverse. So they beat Siena. They beat Iona. They beat beat Ryder. They beat Fairfield. They lose to Maris. I mean, then say you reverse the wins. They lose to Maris and they lose to St. Peter's. You're up to what? I mean, six and six? Something like that, yeah. 
it's a completely different course of the season than yeah or yeah no I think it would be like eight and four I think you're right I, something like I that know, yeah I, 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 I confuse myself I, I, with that one I'm not gonna I lie. was gonna say I don't have a pen and paper I, on yeah me. I'm not good at math it, I'm uh, not good at math yeah either. I tried to, I tried to do math. that in my head and I was like I, I just <laughs> yeah I, I got confused about halfway through yeah but, I'm not, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyways uh going back to the point I was trying to make it's just it, it, that Ryder game, I mean, yes, they did beat Ryder in, earlier in the season, so you do split the season series with them, but yep. that's the type of win you got to have. You know no, what I mean? Yeah, You're up is. seven points, four minutes to go. And it, it, the crazy thing is they were up two, and if I if I remember correctly, I forget who it was on Ryder. Um, uh, oh, Will, Willie Nunez Jr. Yes. Uh, he hit – he had uh, three free throws um, off of uh, – he took a three-point shot, and obviously he got fouled. Which yeah. number one was a bad foul. Yeah. Uh, and number two, you know, he sinks all three. He puts them up one. You have a chance to win it with six seconds to play. You got to go the length of the court. It's not an easy thing yeah. to do. But nonetheless, you still have a, you know, you still have a chance to win it, and you don't even get past half court. You turn the ball over in your own end, and they yeah. dribble out the clock. You know, so it's the type of thing where, you know, it's if you can manage down this stretch. You got, you know, we talked about this earlier. You got Niagara twice. You got Maris. You got Iona, who struggled. I mean, maybe they'll be get back on track. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about we that all know. year. Yeah. You never know. Um, and say if you can pull one out against Monmouth, Quinnipiac, Manhattan, St. Peter's, I mean, there's five wins. You know, you're up to 9-11. and 11. You're probably out of the basement. You're, you're, yeah, you're probably seventh. And yeah. that, that's where I, I, I came into the year predicting they'd finish in that 5-8 to eight range. Right, exactly. So, and, yeah. You know, and that's – but what it's going to come down to is can they win the tight ones? Can they get, you know, recently, I mean, I mean, earlier in the year it was Scott Hitchin was, or yeah, excuse me, not Scott Hitchin, uh, Yako Fritz. He was playing great. Scott Hitchin was playing great. They were getting a lot of, you know, extra scoring. Yep. But recently it's really been, I mean, I mean, I'm looking at the, the stats from the, the Ryder game. I mean, Malik Johnson had 17, Harid had 10. Majesty Brandon had 14. I mean, no one else had more no than one six. Else, yeah, you know, Hitchin only had four. Uh, I mean, Brown, yeah. Corey Brown had six. Jelani had four. Corey four, Brown's going to give you six every game, yeah, basically. That's, that's, that's about it. Um, but, I mean, that's just the type of thing where it's just like, they, you know, this you is need not, guys this, to step yeah, up. <laughs> this is not a complete team, No, I don't think. it's not. I, um, I'm in agreement there. Yeah. That, yeah, they'll have one or two guys that'll step up, you know, every game, and I think that's come down to it being Malik Johnson and Majesty Brandon. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Malik Johnson's a veteran. Majesty Brandon is kind of your stud new guy. I, I don't know if I want to call him new anymore, that he's played, you know, a full season with them, and he's gone viral a couple times already. Yeah. But that might be the high point of the season. So yeah, honest honestly, I think they need I think they need more guys to step up mm-hmm. um, when, when they need to. They need another guy to be able to put up 10 or 12 in a game instead of 5. Yeah. And I, I think Scott Hitchin can do that. I think Jordan Henderson can do that. I think Jelani White can do that. Yeah. Um, but they don't. Yeah, and that's, they, that's their, three, there's the core three, of your issue. All three of them have shown flashes before, and they've shown them earlier this year. Um, but they're not consistently doing it enough. And sometimes Malik Johnson does have a tendency to have a bad game, mm-hmm. which he does that sometimes, and yeah. that's fine. But you need people you know, that, that's that ha- there to pick if, up the yeah, slack. If, if Malik Johnson has a bad game, they're done. 
Yeah, exactly. They're not going to win the And that can't be, you know... That can't be the case. Exactly. It can't be the case. And there's no really better way to put it. Yeah. Uh, But I guess just, you know, looking forward, they're at Niagara this Wednesday. Tomorrow night. Yes, tomorrow night. I'll be at that game. I believe you will be as well. I am not sure yet. I have to figure that out. I, You know, the Talk and Smack podcast may or may not be at the game. At least 50% 50 50 of it will be there. (laughs) I have to I have to figure out what I'm doing if I'm you know if I'm going out and doing some high school journalistic work yeah. or I'm just chilling heading to the uh, the NU yeah. Canisius game. Yep. Well, I mean we we will see we yeah. will see. But yeah, I'll, nonetheless, I'll be, com- I'll be covering that game for the Griffin. Yes, Aiden will be there at Buying Jolly for updates. Hell yeah! You know what's going on. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> I have I just passed 600 followers. Hey. I was in, I was in the 590s for a while, and I was getting frustrated. I was in the 590s for like a couple months, <laughs> and I was getting very frustrated. Now I'm over the barrier of 600. Yeah, so I think I'm still sitting around 340 <laughs> something like that. So at Adam Gorski underscore, yes. hit, hit, hit me up, yes. please. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I'm not sure. Do you got anything else to? Mentioned uh, in the Mac? In the Mac? No. Um, I think we can move over to national thing. I, I think the big storyline of this past week was Duke-UNC. What a game. Obviously, yeah, amazing game. Um, a lot of people didn't think it would be because this was probably one of the least hyped-up Duke-UNC games in a long time. <laughs> as long as I can remember. Yeah. Um, but it ended up being an awesome game. Duke wins in overtime 98-96. to it was Trey Jones who came up with this ridiculous play at the end of regulation. Yeah. So Duke goes to the free throw line with about four seconds left. I think it was about four seconds left. Mm-hmm. Um, down two. Trey Jones is at the line. He goes in, makes the first free throw. So they're down one now. And you think he's going to do the classic miss it and it's not going to happen and whatnot. Because yeah. I was going to say, honestly, I had seen that work about Two times. Yeah. The only my, the only time I can remember off the top of my head was early this year in the NBA when De'Aaron Fox did it. Okay. That was the yeah, only time I, I can say, remember. I, I haven't it seen it. I haven't seen it work in a couple years. But yeah. so anyway, he goes up, clanks it off the front rim, catches it, goes around to just in like in the elbow, just in front of the three point line, nails it at the buzzer. We go to overtime. And then they go into overtime, and then Duke hits the buzzer beater layup mm-hmm. uh, right at the end of overtime that to win it 98-96. Hell of a game. Potential Unreal. game of the year candidate. And, you know. Best part is they meet again in March. They meet again. <laughs> yeah, they do meet again <laughs> in March. That's the best so, part. But I must say one thing. Those jerseys were hideous. What they were. They, thinking? they were so bad. What were they thinking? That was yeah. awful. Yeah. I mean, come on now. That was just – I was because I, I just pulled up the game cast on ESPN, and I'm watching the highlights, and I'm like, oh, my God. I forgot how awful those jerseys they were. They were really bad going because I would seen them on Twitter Yeah, it was, uh, a couple was days bad, before. Man. And um, – you know, I think the I think another big storyline that kind of gets lost in the shuffle of this UNC blew a lead. Oh yeah, they did. They they were up thirteen with four minutes left. Yes, and they were up nine with two minutes left. Yes, that, that, so, that they were, and they were up. I mean, they were up in overtime. I mean, they, they were up in overtime. God, I don't even know. Let's see what was it. Let's see where's my win probability here. Uh, they it were was, up. They were up five with twenty one seconds to play. Yeah, and. That's the type of thing you that I, you I, cannot blow that lead. Their win percentage. If I remember correctly, I I think it was, I can't remember if it was Trey Jones or who it was. Maybe Cassius Stanley, but um, late in the game, I think it was when they were up five. Duke comes down the floor. They, you know, you you would think okay, you just give them the layup, right? Yeah. But they foul. 
You know, do you remember what play I'm talking about? Yes. They came down and they he was I think it was Cassius Stanley and he laid it in and the UNC big man for whatever reason fouled and gave them yeah. a free extra point, which ended up pretty much costing them the game because yeah. if that's the case, you know when when Duke is taking their shot, it's ninety six ninety five. Yeah. Instead of it being you know ninety six ninety six, it completely changes the. Yeah. You know the way the game is played. Yep. You know what I mean, and that's that's not even assuming that you know UNC, you know potentially makes more free throws. That yeah. you know the foul game is completely different. Yeah. But it's little things like that, and also I do have to bring up that that call at the end, um, where it, the out of bounds. Oh yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. That was okay. that was not a good call. No. Number one, it should have been a foul, and number two, I thought it was. I mean, I think it's one of those plays where it's tough to tell. I think if it's called UNC ball, I don't think it it get yeah, it yeah. Get re- it gets reversed either. But I do think that should have been a foul. Yeah. I mean, he got there early. So I, one, in my opinion. So one thing I want to bring up, I'm looking at the uh, the win probability graph on Ken Palm right now. There was one point within five minutes left in regulation, UNC had a 97.7 97.7% chance to win the game. That's via Ken Palm. And this was a game that UNC needed. Yes, it was. You know, and, you know, UNC is obviously not having the year that they've wanted to, obviously. Uh, that's been a big storyline yeah. this year. They're not going to be in the, the tournament. Mm-hmm. No, um, unless they somehow win the ECC tournament. Th- this, this was just a win they needed for confidence, even Absolutely. to just build a, a resume for the NIT. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And they didn't get it. Nope. And uh, it's, it's bad. I mean,. You know, I feel like the common thing with rivalry games is that it doesn't matter how good or bad either team is, it's all they're gonna show up. Yeah, they're gonna show up. You know out. what I mean? It doesn't yeah. matter. It, it just doesn't matter. You know what I mean? You could be zero twelve in conference play, and the other team could be twelve and zero in conference play, and yeah. first in the country. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Both teams are going to give their best shots. Yeah. And if you're a Duke team, you you can't overlook a North Carolina team. No. And not not say that they did. Because they're gonna they're gonna show up and be like, all right, like this we're gonna play our best game. Yeah, absolutely. We might not be a good team, but we're gonna exactly. play. Exactly. Like the th- best we're not gonna make the tournament, but this is our tournament game. You yeah. know what I mean? That's how you got you I'm yeah. sure they look at it. And by the way, just to, you know, follow up on that, on ESPN they had a ninety three point two percent chance to win the game. Okay. And they were up five and with twenty one yeah. seconds playing. That was time. just the highest I saw yeah, in yeah, yeah. point seven. I mean it might have been I'm sure it is higher on here somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I, I think yeah, I saw a ninety eight point two. I was gonna say I think I saw a ninety eight somewhere on yeah. Twitter. Um but but um, yeah, it's 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 just crazy. I mean not I mean you know, I know Roy Williams has kind of indirectly or directly blasted his team in the media. I mean yeah. basically saying that I think this that's is a bad look. I think that's a bad look. I agree too. That yeah. that I mean that's a different conversation. Yeah. But you know, just saying that he thought that it you know I, I don't remember the exact quote, but yeah. something along the lines of, you know, it's not a you know, not the most talented roster he's ever coached or something yeah. like that. Um, and that he struggles with the guys sometimes. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Yeah, which I agree, you know, in yeah. that regard. I, that's not something you say, especially about a college team. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's That's that's the type of thing you keep to yourself. But, yeah. Um, and one thing I want to bring up, too, I think, you know, this game serves as a stark reminder that this is the best rivalry in, in the country, and maybe I even mean, in sports in general. Of course. I mean, um, you, you know, it, it seems like every time that they play these games, it's always like 
the last hundred are fifty fifty. Yeah. The point totals of those hundred games are within yeah. like ten of each other. Yeah, going into like, the game it was it was fifty fifty and the points were even. It was somewhere in the seven thousands. I forget the exact number. Which is just like but how insane yeah, is that? That's like, crazy. Are you kidding me? And then they win by and, and you know how it's gonna be. UNC is gonna win at Duke, they're gonna win by two. Absolutely. <laughs> as is as is tradition. Yeah. It has to be. It has to happen now. Yeah. Put bet the house on it. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I also have to give a shout out to Cole Anthony. You know, we, we talked about Trey Jones earlier and just how insane he was all night, but yeah. Cole Anthony had a hell of a game. He did. I mean, he basically came back for this. I mean, literally, he came back like, for the, yeah. I mean, there was really no reason for him to come back at all. UNC, U- was UNC going is nowhere. About, UNC is not a good team, is, isn't that good of a team with him. But when Cole Anthony is on the floor, this is a significantly better team. Yes, absolutely. And he's just – he's so fun to watch. He I'm is. very excited oh, yeah. to see – He's the only reason I watch you on yeah, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to see how he does in the pros. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, he'll go to the pros. I was thinking – Yeah, was no, like, he, he's gonna, pick, no, no, he's going to be a top five. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's going to end up being a top five pick. Yeah, he'll be at least – absolutely, top yeah. five, at least top ten, if yeah. not top five for he, sure. Yeah, he had the double-double, 24 points, 10 rebounds. He also had four assists. Yeah. Another entertaining part of the game was – uh. The fact that UNC had such a short bench and they had nobody, yeah. and they're they running out of guys, players. They, they had, had guys two guys fouling out. out. They had guys going back to the locker room to get checked out for inju- yeah. injuries. Roy Williams is sitting there like, I don't even know what to do. I, I think I tweeted at one point during the game. I don't know if you saw it. I was like, Does UNC? I think it was late in regulation. It might have even been an overtime. I was like, Does UNC even have five eligible players right yeah, now? Yeah, exactly. Like. It's, it's and it was a serious crazy. question. I know it's it's insane. <laughs> I mean, th- those are the type of games though where like I always find. I mean, it, it sucks for the team itself. But yeah. It you know from a neutral perspective, it's entertaining. It, 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 mean, it was like, really entertaining. You game. know what I mean? Like I, I always think back to that. Uh, I forget. I have no idea what tournament or what whatever it was. But when Al- it was that Alabama Minnesota game, when the entire Alabama bench, oh yeah, two players got ejected. Yeah. And they were down like ten, and Colin Sexton almost. Single-handedly brought him back to win the game. I think. Three it, out of I think. Five. It, yeah, I was going to say they were. Alabama was only playing three or four on yeah, the court. Cause, they literally because that was all they could do. Yeah, because their entire bench got ejected, and I yeah. think two of their starters got ejected too. Yeah, because there was a fight or something. Yeah, like yeah. a brawl broke out, and like yeah. the entire Alabama bench cleared. And obviously, if you leave the bench, you're out of the game. You're, yeah. Oh my God, that was insane. I, I compl- I'm going to watch highlights of that later tonight. That was. That's <laughs> yeah, how I, that, that was. was Two three years ago, yeah, I think yeah, because so. it was Colin Sexton. Yeah, so, it had to okay. be two years ago. Yeah, um, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. That, that, yeah. And Another yeah. thing to mention about that Duke UNC game is that's big in the course of the ACC standings as well. It is because if Duke loses that game, they're down to ten and three. Louisville's got a two game lead, and I mean, I okay, I wouldn't say that. They, they're guaranteed to win the conference, but I would say they're certainly in the driver's seat. I mean, you look at their remaining schedule at Georgia Tech, at Clemson, home against Syracuse, home against UNC, at Florida State is really their toughest game, yeah. home against Virginia Tech, and then at Virginia, which is always a tough one. You, but say, you would Virginia say they could win all of those games. Absolutely. I mean, but because of that, there is still room for error, or yeah. there is there is not much room for error. If you lose one game, you're you're in trouble. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not sure what the tiebreaker is for Duke and you and, or excuse me, Duke and Louisville. Although Louisville did beat Duke, didn't they? Or am um, I crazy? Yeah, they did beat Duke. So actually, you know, maybe they do have the tiebreaker there, 
Um, yeah, Louisville did beat Duke. Yeah, because they only play each other once right. this year. So either way, I mean, if Duke did lose that game, then Louisville absolutely would have been in the driver's seat. Absolutely. You pretty much would have had a three-game lead. Yeah. You know what I mean? And So it's really, I mean, the only contention I can see is Florida State. I don't think Florida State's winning it. I don't believe so either. I would be stunned, but that's the only real challenge yeah. I could see being posed to they, Louisville. they still got to play. They still have to play Louisville. I think they lose one more weird game there, maybe to NC State, maybe to Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a fact. Yo, you can never predict what random weird yeah. game team yeah, will lose. Because no, the thing is, I think there's only going to be three or four teams that make the NCAA tournament out of the ACC. I, I would, think, I I think mean, it'll yeah. be those top three that we just talked about, and I think they put one more in, and I think it's going to be Virginia. Yeah. I would I would think so. And I know we just talked about that. Yeah. Um we've talked about that before that mm-hmm. because you know for a lot of these middle tier ACC teams looking at Syracuse, Notre Dame, NC State there's not a lot yeah. of opportunities to get quad one wins. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. Because the conference is just so down. I had a question for you though. Okay. Hypothetically here, let's say Syracuse they they play at Florida State and at Louisville in a 4-day stretch. Okay. Let's say they win one of those games and then they either win out or maybe lose one more, you know, say they beat Louisville and then lose to, I don't know, say they lose at Miami and then beat UNC, Pitt, BC, Georgia Tech, NC State, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Say, do you think they deserve the nod over Virginia at that rate? I at would, that point, just because they beat a, they've beaten a top 10 team? Well, they split with Virginia, right? Yes. So I would go with... It helps their chances, but not quite. Yeah. Because I think, that's fair. I think they would have to win a game or two in the ACC tournament to yeah, help their no, chances. Yeah, no, I would think so, too. I would think so, too. You can't get bounced in the first round of the ACC right. tournament. Or, or even the second round. Mm-hmm. I'd say you have to make, like, at least the quarterfinals. Yeah. I think to have a realistic I'm in agreement with you there. I yeah. think that's absolutely fair. I was just saying because, I mean, they're going to need a win like that either at Florida State or at Louisville to even have – not well, not to have an – even have an outside chance. I think they yeah. have an outside chance right now. I think they, I think, yeah, I think they still do. Syracuse doesn't have that signature win though. No, and that's 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 their problem, and that's yeah. what, that's kind of the point I was just making. Like if they can get that signature win at Florida State or at Louisville, and you know they're steady they the don't rest play of Duke the way. Again. No, they don't. And that was honestly a winnable game for them. That, too. It was a winnable because Syracuse always does play well against Duke. Mm-hmm. They they have even when they're bad. Fun fact: I was at the game where. Oh, God. This is testing my memory. What was that kid's name? Um, it was, I think, three or four years ago at the Dome when, what's his name, hit the uh, the game-winning three, the buzzer beater against Duke. Oh. I have no idea if you remember that game at all. Yeah, but I, I do. Ki- I forget that kid's name, but, um, oh, God. Yeah, you, you, you look it up. I completely forgot, but I was at that game. That was John uh, Gillen? Yes, John yeah, Gillen. John Gillen. Yes, he hit the he hit the buzzer beater three. Yeah. I was there. I yep, was, I remember that, that game. That was when I was yep. – uh, I was still in high school. I was looking at colleges, and I was visit. I had I just so happened to be visiting Syracuse. Yeah. Um, because I, I've said before on the podcast that my aunt works there. So yeah. I was visiting my that aunt was and uncle. Tw- that was 2017. Yeah. February of 2017. I was visiting my aunt and uncle, and I was just checking out the campus and just kind of getting a feel for the area and blah blah yeah. blah. And it just so happened the game was that weekend, and you know, I mean, tickets were crazy, so we couldn't oh, yeah. afford them. But thankfully, my aunt had a, a friend who had a, had an emergency and couldn't make it. Yeah. So she he gave them or he gave her 
his tickets. Yeah. And my uncle and I got to go. And what that was an incredible experience. If you, yeah. If you are in the area and you know you've never been to a game at the dome, I absolutely recommend. I, yeah. It. I mean, it's an it's an. Incredible. I haven't been to the game. I haven't been to a game at the dome in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first Syracuse game was. It was the year they were undefeated for a while. Yeah, it was the year they started 20-0. and I went to the game against Villanova. Um, was it? Yeah, it was, yeah. So I'm trying to find it now. I forget what year it was. Was it 2011? No, that's way too early. Um... Yeah, it was, no, it was the year they started 25 and up. I was about to say, so it had it, to still be the Big year. East. It was that year. Um, no, it was their first year in the ACC. Oh, was it? Oh, wow. So, yeah, I was at, they were playing, they were number two in the country at the time, and they were playing Villanova, who was number eight in the country at the wow, time. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, it, it was, that was my first Syracuse game. It was, Syracuse won 78-62. to 62. That was their 12th game of the 25-game winning streak to start the year. That's crazy. Um... And yeah, Syracuse won that game 78-62. That was my first Syracuse game, and it was awesome. If you can go to a big – especially go to a big game at the Dome because that place will be rocking. Absolutely. Yeah, if you can manage to, you know, get tickets for it, like yeah. a Duke game, uh, any any top 10 team, yeah. you know what I mean, or just like a Duke, a North Carolina, something like that, the place will be rocking. It'll yeah. be – the atmosphere is just absolutely is. incredible. I mean – because you're literally in a you're in a football stadium. You're in a football stadium. It's it's, it's crazy. You are. It's and insane. If my biggest regret is I didn't storm the court because I was like <laughs> 16 and I was like I don't know what's going on. Um, I'm just gonna leave now. My uh, have you ever been to NCAA tournament games at the dome? I have not. I've only because been to games I have. And those are cool. Buffalo. Those are cool. Yeah. Um, I know. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out because I've kind of been debating in my head if I wanna. If I want to go to games or not um, this year? Yeah, because I mean it's a bit. Of, it's not a crazy drive. I mean Albany's like four hours. Albany is about four and a half. Yeah, from here. Cleveland's down. Cleveland like is three and three. a half. I guess kind of my. I'm just kind of debating whether or not. And you can wait until the brackets come yeah, out. Yeah, and that was kind my of see plan. who's where. And yeah, whatnot. that was my plan. Yeah. I mean, I just kind of got. I kind of want to see you know what what games are where yeah. and blah blah blah. But. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that's just kind of my plan because I've just been I've been debating it. I could I could afford to do it. It's not like money is really tight right now. You know yeah. what I mean? I've kind of been saving recently, but it was I a Christmas know. gift for me. Oh the yeah, tickets were that's so sweet, dude. Yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're right in the area, so yeah. But I just got I got to figure that yeah, out. It's during spring break. I'm right down the road, and heck yeah, yeah. yeah uh, that's true. That's during spring break. That is, is yeah. That is. I would like to give a big shout out to the NCAA for doing that. That is literally. I'd say amazing. that's more of a shout out to Canisius. For scheduling their spring break. Oh, yeah. The that's first a good weekend. point. Yeah. Yeah, fair point. Well, <laughs> shout out to the NCAA and shout out to Canisius College for yeah. hooking it up like that. That, yeah, is, that absolutely. is quite clutch. Yes, quite it is. Clutch. <laughs> uh, yeah, because spring breaks, you know, last whenever yeah, during yeah. that stretch. I remember, so it was my senior year of high school. I think so it was two years ago. I went to um, Siesta Key in Florida. And uh, for my high school spring break, and uh, it was the same, like the, a weekend I was there was um, the final four, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of spring breakers there, a lot oh, yeah. of spring break people, I and um, so yeah, really any it it can fall any time there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was the year um, Villanova beat Michigan. Oh really? Yeah, That's and crazy. 
I think there was like a group of people that were because I stayed in like an Airbnb in like this kind of condo type of thing, and yeah. I think like somewhere in the complex were people from Michigan. <laughs> like spring break people from Michigan. <laughs> and uh yeah, they were going nuts during That's the game. Crazy. And and, and obviously we can all remember, you know, Villanova kind of kicked Michigan's teeth in during that game. <laughs> and uh so yeah, that was an interesting experience. Yeah, I uh my only the only time I managed I actually had tickets to go I forget what year it was, but when I when I was like younger, like maybe in like seventh, eighth grade, something like that, yeah. to go to games in Buffalo. But it just so happened that, like, you know, something came up. I forget what yeah. it was. I mean, we couldn't, so we ended up having to sell the tickets. Couldn't go to the game, which sucked. Yeah. I was really sad about it. But I ended up going my junior year. I was yeah, going to say, because when, when Wisconsin beat Villanova, that was here. That was here. That's correct. Yeah. I was not at that game, but I was at the game. I saw Villanova beat Mount St. Mary's in a 116 game, which was entertaining because it was only like a one point game at halftime. Yeah. And I actually went with. A friend of mine who she was a uh, uh, she was from Italy because my my high school had a really good girls basketball program okay and so she actually came over from Italy and went to uh, my school for a year and okay. she was shout out to Georgia I, there was zero chance she's listening to the podcast shout out to Georgia <laughs> but anyways I went with her because I was just like well I mean you know she'll never see anything like this again you know yeah. what I mean I might as well yeah. bring her and she you know she's a good friend of mine yeah and so we were there and we saw like I said we saw Mount St Mary's Villanova. And we saw um, Wisconsin Virginia Tech, okay, which was cool because that ended up being you know the big game that was the upset, yeah, one of the big upsets of the year. Yeah, you know, I got to see you didn't get to see the game, but you saw the teams that you know pulled it off. Yeah, um, and my one memory from that game was I had a Wisconsin shirt on just because I loved Frank Kaminsky when he played at Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah, um, you know I thought he was one of my he's probably one of my. I'd say top five, top ten favorite college basketball yeah, players of all time. Too, I was just too. a big fan of Frank Kaminsky yeah. and his game and that Wisconsin team, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I just had that shirt on, and in front of me, in the row in front of me, was Virginia Tech fans. Okay. I don't know why they were there. I mean, I mean, maybe they went there. I have no idea. Maybe they traveled. No yeah, clue. who knows? You know what I mean? It's, yeah. I just thought it was odd that, Alumni you know, in the area Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's my assumption. But anyways... You know, when the Wisconsin game on, I took off my took off my jacket, and I, you know, I was just flaunting my Wisconsin yeah. shirt because why not? You know what I mean? I yeah. got no rooting interest. Yeah. Why not? And then the guy in front of me turns around and he's like, "Oh, you're from Wisconsin, huh?" And I was like, "No, I just have <laughs> I just got the shirt." And he was like, "Oh," and he turned back around and didn't talk to me the rest of the night. Interesting. I thought he was, I was I really thought he was getting ready to like heckle me or something. Yeah. And, I, and then I, I was like. Nah, I just I just got the I, shirt, I just man. have it. Like, I, I, I'm not a Wisconsin no, fan. I just, I'm just wearing the shirt. Yeah. And he was like, and it, like, it was kind of funny because he was like, I could see in his eyes, he's like getting ready to like give me give me some crap. And yeah. he was just like, oh, okay. And then he just mind. turned back around and I was like, yeah, that's right, buddy. <laughs> you don't heckle me. Yeah. So I, yeah, my, my most recent NCAA tournament was last year. I went to Hartford. Uh, so I saw, who did I say? I saw Florida State beat Vermont. That was, that was a good game, that was wasn't a four, it? That was a 4-13. Yeah. And then I saw the game of the tournament, which was um, Marquette and Murray State. Oh, and, and John you were Moran, at that? that was, I was oh, at that game. Oh, that's sick. And jo- I think it was. That's sweet. I didn't I, know that game was in Hartford. It was. Um, I think John Morant put up a triple-double he in did. that game. I believe yeah, he, that. Yeah, yes, that he did, because I, I remember, like, because they had all the stats up on the on the video board, and I think a rebound was the last thing he had to get. And I remember he gets that last rebound. It goes to 10, everyone starts going nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's sweet. So, yeah, that was cool. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then I saw Villanova and St. Mary's. 
And I'm going to tell you about. So I went to these games with my uncle. Mm-hmm. And um, so you, you know how it works when you have you have your afternoon session, you have your night session Correct. on the first day. And there's usually about two hours or so mm-hmm. between the two sessions. So they have time to... You know, let ev- to to clear out the arena, kind of clean it up a little bit, and then yes. get everyone back in. This one they did forty five minutes in between the two sessions. Right. So basically, what happened was, my, so I my uncle lives in New York City, but he he went up, he took a Greyhound from New York City to Hartford. I drove like by myself mm-hmm. from Saratoga, where I live, um, to Hartford, which is about a tick over a two hour drive. So be- between the two sessions. Um, he had to go buy a bus ticket, which was the, – the bus station was probably about a block or two away from the arena. So we yeah. kind of hustled over there um, to get the thing, and we're like, well, the Villanova game is about to start. It, it's, like, going to start in, like, 20 <laughs> minutes. We know there's going to be a line. He's still, like, getting food and whatnot because he wanted to eat in between. I didn't get it. I didn't eat. So he's like, just go back to the arena and go to, our, and go to the seats. So I'm like, yeah. all right. So – they didn't open the arena up until about ten minutes before the game started. What? So, oh my god! I, so crazy. yeah, it was a long. You could see the teams warming up, and the arena is completely empty because you can kind of see inside the arena. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was in line, and you know, I'm standing in the line outside the arena. There's thousands and thousands of people uh-huh. outside. And, um, like, everyone's complaining. It's like, what the hell is going on and whatnot. Yeah, right, right. I so mean, that's, that's I, I eventually got in. I missed the first about four, like, three or four minutes of the game. Yeah. He didn't come in until about the 10-minute mark of the first half. <laughs> so that was a mess. <laughs> um, oh, my God. So, yeah, I, I would not see that that arena is not fit to host NCAA tournament games either. It's so tiny, and the concourses are ridiculous. And, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, so I saw Villanova St. Mary's. I left. Or I think Purdue and Old Dominion was the next game. I didn't stay for that one because that mm. game wasn't starting until like ten or well, like ten, ten fifteen or so. And I still had a two-hour drive back, so I'm like, I'm not staying for this game. Yeah, right. right, um, right. So and then the I saw Florida State play Murray on that Saturday, and then I saw Villanova beat or Villanova play Purdue. Both of those games ended up being blowouts, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that was the way that kind of went. Wow. So. Uh, so we went on, on a bit of a tangent there. There was one more thing that we wanted to get to. It was uh, what in the world is going on with Michigan State? Yeah, yeah. This is this, this can be pretty brief. Yeah. But, I mean, it's. I think it said it was. I think if I saw the stat correctly, they're the second team since 1968 to be ranked number one in the preseason poll and then drop out of it at some point during the season, which really? is mind-boggling because you would think that that has happened more than you know more often than not. Yeah. But. You know, or not more often than not, but it's happened more than twice. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's it's crazy. It really is crazy. I mean, just I think the loss of Langford and him not being able to really contribute much all right. year certainly has hurt them. Absolutely. But either way, I mean, coming into the year, Cassius Winston was like the unanimous player yeah. of the year, preseason been, player yeah. of the and year, and he's been good. He has he been good, but been he hasn't been what I think guy. a lot of people expected him to right. be. Right. And I think that's certainly been. Uh, you know, a thorn in their side. It's yeah. something that's really hurt them. I think Xavier Tillman has kind of become the guy for them. Yeah. Um. This year. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, either way, I mean, Cash Winston is he's yeah. averaging 18, 18 points. He's not, yeah, he's not. He's not it's doing not like bad yeah. even like at all. I know. Yeah. But, it makes um, it, like the way I make that sound, it makes it sound like oh yeah, he sucks. I mean, he yeah. Believe me. I mean, he's one no, of he if doesn't. not the best guards in the country. Yeah. But 
with that being said, I just I think a lot of people expected him to be like a you know like instead of an eighteen and six like a twenty one and seven type of yeah, guy. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, but yeah, I you know I, and I agree with you. I think Xavier Tillman yeah. is he he's, he's had a great year. I mean yeah. he's averaging averaging a double double thirteen and ten. So. Right. So yeah, they've lost three in a row now. They yeah. lost to Wisconsin, Penn State, and Michigan. Um, but they've fallen to eight and five in the conference now. They were yes. eight and two. Uh, but we have to remember here. Is in March. Cannot ever count yeah. them out, man. Feb- can't January, out. February, Izzo, April, May. Yes. Izzo. <laughs> As John Rothstein would say. <laughs> yeah, man. You can never count them out come March. No. Time. So we will, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Well, the only time you can't count them out is when they're playing uh, Middle Tennessee State, and I picked exactly. them to win the championship. Yeah. Year. So Sh- yeah. Th- shout out to Tom Izzo for so that. Michigan, Still got beef there. Yeah. So Michigan State will play uh, Illinois. That game is tonight. Then they'll play Nebraska on Saturday, and then or Maryland on Saturday. I'm sorry. That's, then that's then a they'll big play game. Nebraska. That's a big um, game for Michigan State. Yeah, Mar- Maryland is track. Maryland is is a team that I've been bashing all year, but um, for kind of sleepwalking through games. But I'm kind of doing a 180 on yeah. them a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, wait, which I, like I, I tweeted said, about that yesterday. Yeah. I so. mean, they got a they got a big. I mean, you got a big game against. Uh, they're at Illinois tonight. That's the type of game yeah. that they need to win to get back. Yeah, on they track. they need to win this game tonight. Um. Yeah, so huge, huge game for uh, the Spartans. Yep. Yeah. So right, I think we're, I think yeah. we're done here. Got yeah. anything else to so, mention? No, I'm good. So <laughs> uh, that'll be it for uh, this week's edition of the Talking Smack podcast. My name is Aiden Jolly alongside Adam Gorski. Good night.